So anybody that's on here, I'm going to make a real big promise. You're going to know very quickly what I'm saying is true, and you're going to realize no one in the industry teaches this, and it also will liberate you and show you a path on where you can turn your financial dreams into reality. Because the sad truth, Michael and, and Nikki, if you're ignorant to this and you keep trying to do it the old-fashioned way, the way that you've been taught, you will consistently feel fear, rejection, call reluctance. You will not find flow. It is not fun. The client doesn't like it any more than you like to do it. You're listening to The Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. All right, welcome to another episode of the podcast, The Business of Thought Leadership. I'm your co-host, Nikki Ballou. And I'm your other co-host, Michael Palmer. And we are super excited about today's episode. Today's guest is actually our very own mentor. This man is one of the most incredible, powerful experts in the world today. This man is a true thought leader in the world of sales. In fact, he was at one point the director of coaching and training for the world's largest transformation company. He helped take every group and department he worked there up fivefold, tenfold, elevenfold, and he happens to be one of the finest human beings on the planet. I am speaking, of course, of none other than the one, the only, the legendary Mark Von Muser. Hello, Mark. Thank you, Nikki. That's a hell of an introduction. Thank you. Honored to be here. Welcome back, Mark. This is your third time on here. And you know, Mark, your episodes are one of the most popular, and that's why I think it's great having you back. Oh, I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to this. This one, uh, what we're covering today too, is actually one of my favorite topics too. So this one will be a whole lot of fun. Cool. So Mark, just for the sake of the folks who have not yet listened to one of your episodes, could you give the, the folks a bit of a brief background of your bio and specifically your background in sales and why you're such a true thought leader in the area? Sure thing. From the time that I probably started, a, just a high-level view, I've done over half a million sales calls. I've door-knocked on over 10,000 doors. I've sat with over 10,000 people and gone through processes. And while my, my results were amazing, I was consistently the top, but what was really what differentiated me from most people in the industry, I was more concerned or interested or curious about why somebody said yes and why somebody would say no. And so when I was doing it, it was really like a laboratory for me or sales engineering to figure out, okay, you know, when I would spend, I spent uh, well over $100,000 just on sales specific training. And I remember I'd go to a seminar and then I would go test it. I might make 500, 1,000, 2,000 phone calls and I would actually get some sales, but I would start breaking down why did I get a sale and why I did not. And what I realized was that most of the stuff that I had paid for on a very high level, 90, 95% of it was outdated. It was old school and just flat out, it was not what they promised. And so I love people. I love the process. And so over God, Let me think. I started going door to door when I was probably in fourth grade, fifth grade. So whatever, that would have been 1975. So 
ever since then, I used to go door to door selling candy, selling car wash tickets, raffles, you name it, newspaper subscriptions, whatever, whatever I could do at the time. And so I realized that most of the time people say no. And then also I learned over the years that if you do it right, you can get pretty much everybody to yes. And then it's a matter of who do you want to say yes and who should you not be taking their money because they just aren't a fit. So that's really what we'll talk about today is the the bottom line, though, is that the buyer has completely evolved. And if people take away one thing from today, if you're listening to this podcast and you think of the thought of sales and you get a cringe in your stomach and it, it doesn't make you feel good, you're not alone. You're absolutely in the right place. That's normal. Because you've evolved, but the sales process that are commonly taught are not. So, Nikki, right now, why don't we have some fun and let's go ahead and everybody listening right now, Nikki, Michael, you as well. When you think of the word sales, salesman, write down what comes to mind. What feeling does that evoke? And now, Nikki, you and I have worked on it. So try and remember where you were before we talked about it. Now, some of the things most people feel are pushy, slimy, rejection, rejection, a little bit of fear, (laughs) fear, humiliation. It does not evoke power, passion. Herb Tarlick. Remember Herb Tarlick from WKRP? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That sort of reminds me. So we have so many references as human beings to salespeople. Think about walking in, whether it's to buy clothes, whether it's to buy buy a car, buy a timeshare, you name it. And so this dance of, of a lie comes in where the buyer comes in and tells them, what's the first thing, Michael, you say when you walk in to go to a store and an overzealous salesperson runs up to you? I'm just looking. I'm just looking. That's a buyer defense. It's yeah, bullshit. Leave me alone, you leave me be alone in, there if you were in my just little alone. place. It's my alone time, please. That's right. I give them a thousand so, yard stare. <laughs> there are tons of these type of buyer defense responses. And so today, you know, guys, we were talking about what's the single biggest roadblock for most businesses that you're helping in Toronto and, and around Canada, as well as the US. But what's pretty interesting and why this call is so important is it's usually the single biggest challenge, biggest roadblock for people to break free. And Nikki, I know you and I have done a lot of work on this and you guys have been sharing with your group and that's why you have so many people that were stuck and now they're generating six and seven figures and moving in that direction because of when you make these small shifts and you do it the right way, which is is the new form of selling, there is no resistance. So that's what's so exciting. So anybody that's on here, I'm gonna make a real big promise. You're gonna know very quickly what I'm saying is true. And you're going to realize no one in the industry teaches this. And it also will liberate you and show you a path on where you can turn your financial dreams into reality. Because the sad truth, Michael and and Nikki, if you're ignorant to this and you keep trying to do it the old-fashioned way, the way that you've been taught, you will consistently feel fear, rejection, call reluctance. You will not find flow. It is not fun. The client doesn't like it any more than you like to do it. And what do we do if we hate doing something? Do we do more of it or do we do less of it? Avoid it at all costs. And guess what most businesses do? They avoid it. They avoid it at all costs. They hire people. They'll go spend hours and days and months writing some BS 
ebook, hoping that will now make them rich. They will go ahead and buy leads and spend a fortune on leads. They'll spend a fortune on a website. They'll spend fortune to marketing companies. They'll do everything they can, hoping buyers will identify themselves and say, please take my money. But that's not really how it works. And what's amazing, Nikki, is you found when you guys get this, you don't need to spend money on marketing. It helps, but you don't need to. In any moment, you can pick up the phone, find your ideal client, and then go make money. I used to call from a phone book. That was my lead, a white pages. Flip it open, put your finger on the page, and that was call number one. So this whole theory about the old-fashioned way, we're going to destroy why that's not true, the, the best way to do it. So now I had also said when you write out sales, what comes to mind? Well, let's look at it another way. Michael and Nikki, you guys are both experts in your niche and your field. How do you feel – if you were going to talk to an advocate. I feel great. Spectacular, man. I'm like ready to rock. Exactly. So if somebody came to you for help and they're genuine in their desire for help, and are you going to be a used car salesman and try and do that? Or do you go and figure out how to help them? Yeah, figure out how to help them and and listen to them, listen to what their challenges are. Yeah, well, I'll be Johnny Fever, not Herb Tarlick, buddy. Yeah, how do you guys feel when you do that? I feel amazing. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel after you've helped somebody? There's just a warm glow for a long time. I feel expanded inside rather than tense. That's right. Now, if that's the truth that you have associated to selling and we look at it and change our view of it and rather than try and sell something to somebody, which is something I do to you, when we're in an advocate energy or an advocate belief system, We're doing it for and with somebody. Now, with that belief and that feeling, knowing, Nikki, every time you talk to somebody and you're going to do that, if you're looking forward to it and it makes you feel good, do you do more or less of it? Tons more, brother. Tons more. That's one of Nikki's secrets why he can pick up the phone nonstop. So think about that, guys. You have within you, and it starts with shifting the way you do it. Now, guess what? Nikki, you you and I have also seen this too. If you go out without a syntax and without a process, what you'll end up doing is you'll be an advocate, but you won't get paid. No, it's true. It's very true. So next thing you know, you're going to be, you know, consultant Joe. And next thing you know, no one is signing up. So there's a combination of both starting with an advocate energy, being an ad, the person's advocate holding that space for them. But at the same point, I've realized that you need to have a proven system or recipe in order to make it work. And there's a couple of other things too. One of the keys, when you're an advocate, and this happens all the time, your goal is not to give them a Band-Aid and make them feel great in the moment. Your goal is to identify the truth. What is the problem that they really have? What is it really costing them? And then we move them past it. That was my biggest. When they biggest, know that they have, go ahead, Nikki. Michael. That was my biggest mistake when I first got started as a coach. I would, I would literally solve people's problems in a sales call, and I, that's right. You know, be surprised that people, you know, it's like, why aren't they buying? I did all this value, help them out, and I've, they're gone. Right? They don't need you once you solve their that's problem. Right. They, they don't want need me. Thanks, Michael. Then they're they're gone. That's right. 
Hey, hey, you know what? This sounds great, guys. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and try it myself. I'm pumped up now. You really helped me. This was a great call. What that is is a stroke of the immediate ego. And what you're doing is basically putting a band-aid on somebody that needs surgery. Their problem doesn't get better. And so one of the things that happens is how did we get to this state? Well, the old school sales strategies that have come along over the decades, they were really started by the Fuller Brush Company in the old insurance sales process. And it was predominantly feature benefit selling. And back in the old days when they had it, there's a couple of differences why it won't work today. Number one is it was fresh, it was new. There was not 400 television channels all pitching something. Back in the old days when this was popular, you maybe had two to five channels tops. You had antenna on your television. You watched maybe one, two channels and TV shows a day. You got one magazine. You maybe had a door-to-door salesperson once a month, once every other month, once every three months, maybe. You went to the supermarket. You didn't have a mall on every corner. And so it was much tougher to get commerce. You didn't have an internet where you had 10 million options at the click of a button. Certainly you did not have a mobile phone that allows you to shop and do your Christmas shopping for free shipping from anywhere around the world. Think about that. So what has happened is these strategies that were created worked in the moment. And back in the 50s and 60s and 70s when these were working, there wasn't the competition. People were much more accepting of each other and it worked because you hadn't developed it. It's like a virus. Well, after a while, next thing you know, you're getting bombarded by people selling you. The internet came along, the television channels expanded, and next thing you know, you've got all of these offers. You've got the home shopping network, you've got QVC, you've got infomercials. It's nonstop. And so what happens though, there's so many people asking for your money, you developed buyer defenses. Now these buyer defenses show up all sorts of ways. I wanna think about it. This looks great. I want to get more information. I want to check and compare with something else. They go all sorts of different ways. I want to talk to my spouse. I need to talk to my partner. I can't afford it. In reality, these are simply high-level buyer defenses. Now, the old school, that's how we get away with these people. Somebody comes to your door, knocks on your door, you turn on the light, you look outside, and it's somebody selling you a cleaner. And they start in on their pitch and they don't listen and they talk at you because they know that you're going to slam the door in their face or they're selling you, oh, we've got trucks in the area and we're doing pesticides and we've got a special rate just for you. So they, they're developing certain strategies. But in reality, when people cold call or people are doing it, it's because they don't have a good strategy. And so right off the bat, they trigger that buyer defense. They trigger it in you and then it triggers it elsewhere. So it should be no surprise that that selling is uncomfortable. Does that make sense? Totally makes sense. Totally makes sense. And you know, the challenge, Mark, to our listener listening to this particular episode right now is if you are not interested in becoming a, uh, a great salesperson, you may as well quit what you're doing and go get a job 
because selling is the lifeblood of being a successful thought leader, a successful coach. Right. And and you have to understand the process. The good news, though, Nikki, that's true. But at the same point, if people can get their head around it, and I know you guys are going to be, we're going to do deep dive and train on this at a very high level uh, in January at yep. the thought leadership um, meeting, immersion. So, but you don't have to do it forever. But what's really unique, Nikki, and, and we've talked about this, how many of the most successful CEOs in the world started out selling? Very few people enjoy selling, but they did it anyway. Now, what happens is that when people are selling and they do this, because they can't do it, they get some crappy script, they get some, you know, some leads that don't work, they talk at a client and they develop associations or feelings that this sucks. And so, but there's a couple of other things we need to let your listeners know about. Those old school sales manipulation where I talk at you, if I'm rude to you or I don't give you a good experience, I interrupt your dinner and I'm rude and I talk at you like most of these people, you know, the alpha male, the Glengarry Glenn Ross type crap, Wolf on Wall Street, that kind of stuff, the boiler room, three movie references. That's what most people associate. Well, you do that today And I piss off Michael Palmer. I piss you off. I'm rude. I insult you. I browbeat you. Even if I get a credit card because I use more of my power and I make you belittle you till you give me the card. Michael, do you have a worldwide audience on things like Yelp and things like that? Is it possible that you could go and make my life miserable? Absolutely. Without question. And that's the difference because in the old days, people could come to your door and be as rude as they want. They could cold call you 10 times in a row at midnight and they did that. They could be rude when you walk in because there was no consequence for that behavior. Today, there is a huge consequence. And if that's what you're doing or your salespeople are doing that, you're going to damage your brand in a level that's irreparable. So it is a completely different game. And there are so many hack salespeople out there still teaching this crap. And it's going to go ahead and cost some really great business people their brand and their reputation and their profit because the buyer wants and expects and deserves more. So for the people that hear that, you've got a huge opportunity. So that's what we're going to cover. Now, the other thing that's interesting as well Once you recognize the buyer has evolved, that still is fantastic, but that's just the acknowledgement that it's a new playing field. Any more that in sports, if you have group A of refs, they might allow you to bang and hit and really rough it up. But if you have group B of refs who call it really tight and you're in the finals, do you think it makes sense to figure out how they're calling the game? Absolutely. And so you – Yeah, you have to have that flexibility to recognize it's a different game today than it was in the 50s and the 60s. And so one of the things that amazes me, but one of the people I saw, he's posting his videos of his sales calls and he's not selling. He's telling. He's trying to show how smart he is. So he's talking nonstop for 20 minutes, I believe, 13 minutes pontificating to this poor person on the other side of the phone. He never asks a question. He never asks what the person wants. He's talking at him. 
And that's pretty common. People confuse salespeople, the one that just keeps talking. Now, normally, this is not for me a sales presentation. Normally, I would be asking questions. I have a whole system. Right now, we're under a little bit of a time crunch, and I'm trying to pack in as much information as possible. But there's a difference between telling and effective selling. And most salespeople, and by most, I mean over 95 97%, they talk nonstop. And people buy in spite of the schmuck in spite of the vomit from the salesperson. They want something and the salesperson thinks that it was their nonstop verbal diarrhea for an hour, when in reality it could have been a five and 10 minute sale that would have left both parties excited and powered, but the salesperson just talks nonstop. That's not selling either, that's telling and pontificating. That's trying to make the salesperson feel powerful and look at how smart I am. And in reality, they're consulting without the, without the pedigree. Like we said, they're trying to solve the problem right now. And hopefully if I show them how good I am, they'll buy with me. But when it comes time to make an offer, they don't have the gonads to ask for the money. So they keep talking or they write an ebook or they want to speak because there's no conflict. If I speak, I can get up on stage So they want to speak at you and they still don't know how to enroll from the stage either. They just don't have the honesty to admit it. So the buyer has changed for people that want to rock 2017, your sales process and sales have got to change. And while we don't have time to dive deep into it in this call, we are going to hit this really hard in January. Guys, when are we doing the immersion? January 11th through 13th. Okay. So and that's in Toronto. That's right. So for, for those of you guys that want to crack the code and take it to a whole new level, that I would reach out to Michael and Nikki and find out about more about that. But for today's point, let's continue. So the buyers evolved. That's great. So how do I go ahead and serve the buyer, the new buyer of today? How do I get them to say yes right now? And so one of the things that I would first start out is think about number one is how you like to be treated. Do you like incessant talking at you or do you like somebody that comes to you and asks you questions to find out how to best help you? That's going to be your first clue. Number two, do you really even know about your program? Are you selling features or are you solving problems? That's number two. Are you intimately aware of what the consequences of that problem? What is it really costing them? Do you care enough about your clients and your freedom to change? Because if not, keep doing it like you said, that Nikki, go get a job or go do it the way that you're doing it. And you can always tell, you can always tell if it's working. And this is the funny part too. I get people, salespeople that I've trained in departments I've trained and they're like, Listen, man, I do 100,000 in sales every month. I'm a show, I'm an alpha. Don't mess with me. I know what the hell I've been doing. I've been doing it for 30 years, 20 years. I'm the number one guy. Okay, hotshot, let's take a look at your kill ratio. What's your road kill? That's where you're losing money. Great, you get one out of 10. You are a stallion, outstanding. Have you ever wondered why you're not getting the other nine out of 10? Hmm. That's what I want to know. That's a great question. Yeah. 
And what they do is then they puff their chest and beat their chest because the schmuck next to them is trying to be just as obnoxious on the phone and they only got one in 15. So they slave on the phone, they slave door to door, they slave over and over again, working harder, using a crappy system. And next thing you know, the guy that sucks is number one, but he sucks less than the guy that's sitting, the other guys in the room. And he thinks he's a stallion, when in reality, he's a mule or a tool. And what nobody is looking at that you need to look at are those nine out of 10, because those are the ones that are gonna go online and talk trash about how you handle them, and they're gonna go to your competitors. So think about that. Every time your schmuck salesman does it the wrong way, where do those people go? They're on the phone for a reason. So you're basically branding yourself as the guys not to go to. What if you could flip that pendulum so that you're, you're enrolling eight or nine out of 10? I taught this to other groups that teach uh, event sales. And I showed them how I would walk into a room with 10 people and walk out with 15, 16 tickets. Wow. How is that possible? Well, here's the truth. Those people that go do the free, free events, do you think somebody who really is crushing life is going to sit and spend an hour listening to some schmuck try and sell me? Does anybody on this planet still think that when those guys come in from these various sales organizations that they're doing a free webinar and that's all that they're going to ask for? Or do we know that they're going to ask for, for money? Of course we know what they're going to ask for money. That's right. So the smart people, the guys you want in the room, they're like, screw it. I'm not going to waste my time with some 20, 30-year-old schmuck. I've forgotten more than this guy probably knows. So the guys you want to get at your event, they're not even in the room. They're not stupid. They're out making deals. So the lower guys, the betas, they're sitting around the office looking for that magic pill. So they'll sit there for an hour. So one of the things that I showed people how to do, and then what they do is they tell the beta, hey, if this guy's any good, let me know and I'll buy a ticket. So I started showing that to people. And when you add real value, you solve real problems and you show up with an authenticity and a heart to really make a difference, people can feel that too. So that's the part of the difference. So you have to start shifting and recognize first the old way doesn't not just doesn't work, but it can kill your business. Now, the flip side is also true. And Nikki, you've proven this. Michael, you did too. When you get your head around it, it can be fun. It could be the best part of your day. Oh, it's much better, Mark. I mean, just following the the wisdom that you've given both Nikki and I over the last couple of months through our program, you know, I have 10 people in a room, eight of them are going to buy. That's right. And I'm not selling. I'm just having them talk about what their problems are, the the experience that they're having with those problems, and getting them to choose whether or not they want to solve it or, or, or live with it. And it's, that's it. And they, that's go, right. they, they make a choice and guess what? They're there for a reason. They basically sell themselves and buy the product themselves. Yeah. And that's part of it. And what's funny is that when you approach it the way that we're going to train in January and show you, what's funny about it is that the buyer can't even resist because you're not getting them to resist. And all of a sudden they keep coming forward and you're simply helping them get to the truth. And so there's a process involved where the buyer has evolved and 
our sales process that we show people has also evolved. And it doesn't trigger that buyer defense response. It also doesn't trigger that negative feeling where you hate to do it. And every day, every call, every person, you feel empowered. It makes you feel better. It makes you realize the contribution that you can make. But it also does something why we're having this call. It gives you unlimited income. People ask how we 500 and 5X and 10X, 20X, 30X other departments and the best you know, personal training company on the planet. They were already the best. How do you go ahead and get them to take another level? It's this stuff. And there's a better way. Now, in addition, there's also activity. It's not just, hey, I feel great. Look at me. I'm rocking. I'm sitting on, I'm sitting on, you know, the couch. Look at me. You can't be lazy. This is not for lazy and stupid. You want something for nothing. Like I said, you said, Nikki, don't even go get a job. Go freaking get on the government rolls and just admit that you've given up. Go get on welfare. Go help nobody. Go ahead and live below your means. That's not who this program is for. This is for people of high level integrity, people that know, God, if there was just a better way, yeah, that'd be I could make it. a difference. Whether you're selling real estate, loans, oh my God, don't want to get on a rant. I call up my lender, my existing lender, and I say, hey, I want to, want to refi, but I don't know anything about your company. You guys have had my loan for years. You got bought it from someone else. Can you tell me about your company? Well, what do you mean? I go, tell me about your company. I don't know anything about you guys. Well, we're, we're one of the biggest and we're all, this, we're all competitive. Okay. Well, let me ask you, if I had five lenders to choose from, why would I be best to choose you? Well, we're all competitive and you have to qualify and you have to do this. I said, listen, I've got an 800 FICO score. I make a lot of money. I'm not taking money out. I've got tons of equity. I just, I just have a higher rate. I want to get it smaller. I qualify. Trust me. I've done thousands of, of homes. I know the process. I just don't know about you guys. Well, I don't. And the guy starts arguing me. Why? Because he didn't have a strategy. Guess who didn't get the loan? I'm going to move my loan just because he was a, an idiot. All I wanted to know was, hey, we treat people like family. We make sure you get the best loan for you. We make sure you're not overpaying. We don't hide charges in there. We give you a fair rate. We make sure that if you have a question, I'm here to answer. We make sure it's a great experience. We give you plenty of reasons to refer us. There's a hundred ways he could have positioned himself. Now, if I was a company that employed this guy, they are losing millions. No, hundred percent. And so that's the part two, guys. Once you realize this truth, it's a choice. You're either going to continue to do it the old-fashioned way and live with the consequences, or you're going to embrace a new way to do it that feels good, is more effective. And like you said, Michael, you'll start to enroll eight out of 10. And it isn't that you couldn't have got all 10. It's because you're working from integrity and you know that those other two are not a match. That's right. They're just not even, they're not even buyers. That's right. You're not going to serve them by taking their credit card. You can get it. We can show you how to get everybody to give you a yes, but that's not an integrity. And there are people that do that too. Right now, if you're listening to this, how many times have you bought something and you really didn't know what it was, but in the moment you thought it was a good idea? Plenty of times. We all have. <laughs> we all have. And, and then when you try and get your money back, you bought it on an infomercial, you bought something, you thought you were buying a one-month trial, and it turns out it was this expensive continuity program, 
and they don't honor their guarantee and da da da. That's why the FTC and these companies shut down businesses and these gigantic million dollar lawsuits. There are companies that do it that way intentionally. That's messed up. It is messed up, and we're not that group. Now, here's what's great though, Nikki. This is our opportunity. Everyone's doing it the old fashioned way, only because they don't know any better. It isn't that these are bad people. I used to get really pissed off at the salespeople because I was like, oh my God, you're an idiot. But I realized it wasn't that they were idiots. They were doing the best they could. They didn't know how to do it the right way. So here you've got blind sales leaders who did it where they maybe worked you know, 10 hours a day. They got one sale, but at the end of the month, they were the top guy in their whole company. So now they're the trainer. And now you've got the blind leading the blind and multiply that by 40 years. And that's why salespeople have one of the lowest approval ratings of a profession other than a personal injury attorney. (laughs) So it doesn't have to be that way. So one of the things that is, that is unique guys is that the stuff that I shared with you guys and that we're doing Michael, and that now makes it fun. And Michael, you wouldn't attribute yourself to be a normal born salesperson. Would you? Not at all. No, you love people you actually have a high standard of integrity. So does the approach that I shared with you guys, does it make you feel good and does it help you align to who you are? It's, it's bang on, right? It's, it, it's uh, just a great process. It's more in line with why I do coaching, right? Is because I'm just helping people find their own truth and their own path. And your, your process aligns with that completely. Yeah. And it makes you feel good and it makes the client feel good. How many times, Michael and Nikki, have you guys heard the client say, wow, I'm excited to get started. Wow. This was totally different. Yeah. Tons of times, especially lately. Uh, I mean, I signed someone yesterday to uh, a full year uh, membership in the E-Circle Academy program. And he's, he's like thrilled to bits, ready to roll. Yeah. What does life look like for those listening here? If you had people every single day, where they're saying, oh my God, thank you, thank you, thank you. And Michael and Nikki, you guys were in a group together. Is that what you see about people that I share this process with? How many times do you see people complimenting, oh my God, this is revolutionary? All the time, all the time. So am I just blowing smoke? Am I I doing it? Or are there lots of other people that are like, oh my God, I just signed up my first $10,000 client, my first $5,000 client. Thank you, Mark. No, all the, all the time. Mark, you're the real deal. I mean, I've been in, on calls with you with 40 other people where 38 of them are just gushing about you. Yeah. And guys, the, the part of it too is, is people are going, you know, I've been referred to as the heart of the organization at a very, at the very large one I've been referred to as the best kept secret in selling. I don't make my value based on how many, you know, how many books I sell or where I do it. I get my value based on the people I serve. Big difference. I don't have to get up on stage to validate myself, which I've done in front of 5,000 people. That's cool. But what I do and where I validate myself is when I see a Nikki Ballou or a Michael Palmer who are you know, struggling with it and we share the secret with that it took me 25, 30 years or whatever that is, maybe more. And I show them how to do it the right way and to watch the liberation, to watch their freedom expand. Because when they do it the right way, they're now changing the world one call at a time. That's my legacy. It's a Everybody that legacy. I share it with, now they're going to dominate their market share and they're going to do it the right way. I don't need to get validation up on stage or a book. That's great. I'll probably do that at some point. But my validation is Nikki, is Michael, is the other people that I've helped or the people in E-Circle. 
It's a beautiful legacy, Mark, and I love when you get up on stage and you say, I'm here to create a thousand warriors of light who are all about yep. changing the world. It's a variation on what Michael and I say, which is we are here to help you make that dent in the universe that you were born to make. And if we can help 3,000 people do that, then we are going to change the world because there's going to be a massive dent in the universe. Yeah, and the only thing is not if, it was when. When exactly. and how soon. Those are the only variables that are really left because you guys have been proven that you're committing to change lives. And I mean, what you've done with, with Dan and with some of these other people is just mind blowing, you know, watching somebody struggle and how many clients does he have, for example, now? 194. Yeah. Starting from scratch. And so the single biggest challenge for coaches, there's so many great coaches. There's so many great realtors. There's so many great lenders who know their business inside and out and they truly have a desire to help. That's the ones we want to share this with. But if they're ignorant to this, it's going to be like pulling teeth for you to get money. And if you don't get money, you're going to have to go get a job. And now you're never going to know freedom. And so this distinction, the one that we're going to cover in January, is the key. So, you know, in terms of that, guys, there are some new shifts that have happened. We've tested them. We know it works. I've tested this over 500,000 times as we've developed it. And so what we're looking at is when we're moving with new buyers – you want to do that. We're going to be coming from a place of what is the truth? Why are they having a conversation with you? If they're in coaching, nobody wants to buy coaching. They want transformation. If somebody is buying insurance, they don't want insurance. They want to be protected. They want their family to be protected. That insecurity and Michael, you're, you know, you're a new dad and you've got a family. That's why you get insurance because you love your family. But people keep selling insurance. Big, big miss. No, they sell awesome. cars. People don't want cars. They want the feeling. They either want to look and feel successful. Some people want to look and know that their family is protected in the safest car they can afford. And so part of that process is that we show you is how to do that. And so for part of what I, I would say, is, Nikki, as well, this is far too big of a concept. And, and to actually get into the, the meat and potatoes of it or into the vegetables if you're a vegetarian. But it's a little bit much to dive into it right now simply because there's – I mean this is a whole process that we can take days to really dive into. In reality, the process is very, very simple, but then you have to know how to execute it and start doing it. And lastly, there is daily activities. I can show you the best workout in the world. I can show you how to lose lose weight. I can show you how to build muscle. I can show you in the most mind-blowing call in your world. But at some point, you have to do it in the gym. You have to work out. You have to run. You have to do yoga. You have to do intermittent fasting. You might need to do high-intensity training. There are certain activities that will yield an exponential result. Pareto's law. 20% of our activity gives us 80% of our result. You might want to write that down. In sales, that means that's the phone call. And guess what most realtors, lenders, salespeople don't want to do? Pick up the phone. So they hide in busy work because they don't feel good about doing calls. They don't feel good about door knocking. They don't feel good about presentations. Now, once they're doing it, if somebody else would book the appointment, somebody else or they could go up on stage, they'll do that. So part of what we do with this process is we don't just show you guys the new process and how to sell what you're selling and sell yourself, how to solve problems for profit, 
but we also show you how to schedule your calendar. So every day you're making money. That's, it's absolutely brilliant, man. Well, Mark, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the call today. We are so excited to have you here January 11th through 13th at the Immersion. The theme of the Immersion is really how to show the thought leaders, the coaches, the consultants to take their success, their income, their impact, their influence up at least tenfold. And I know with what you're there to teach the folks, that's actually going to be a promise that we can easily and simply deliver on. So we're looking forward to it, man. It's going to be great. All the information about the event and and you and your bio are going to be in the show notes for this episode. You as a listener, if you have never had a chance to be with the great Mark Von Muser, this is an opportunity not to be missed. Come check it out. Take a look at the show notes for all the details for how to do that. It's going to be an absolute blast having you here, Mark. Hey, and you know what the best part is? You're coming from sunny San Diego to cold, snowy Toronto. How cool is that, brother? I know. I get to break out my cold weather gear. I'm excited. That's right. Just pretend you're going to the ski hill. There you go. There we go. Yeah, but I'm really excited, guys. If you're listening to this podcast, guys, it doesn't benefit me to do hype at all. This is about something that's real. That is my passion. And there's nothing worse than being struggling in this area. It is so easy to fix. And the people that are doing it, that's a big reason because when you combine a great strategy and great process that align with human behavior, and then you're doing it, serving more people, everyone listening to this call can make more money in 2017 than you did in the last five years combined. 100%, 100%, man, 100%. So let's do that. Let's go make more money, and you're going to make more money by serving more people, by serving people at a higher level. That's what we're going to show you how to do. And bottom line, more sales and less time. Woo-hoo! Less marketing, less rejection, none of that. We'll get rid of all of that. All rejection will no longer be there. It'll simply be the ones you choose not to work with. How much more fun would that be, telling people no? I so, love it, baby. That's awesome. That's fantastic. That's rock. Let's do it. Thanks, guys. It's been an honor. I appreciate your time. Thank you, guys. I can't wait to meet all of you that are going to be coming to Toronto. Let's rock it. We've got a huge year ahead, and let's do it. So, guys, thank you. All the blessings, and and stay warm. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, guys. That wraps another episode of the Business of Thought Leadership podcast. You can find all the information about Mark, about the event that we're talking about at thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. As well, please subscribe to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. We'd love to know how we're doing. Until next time, goodbye. You've been listening to the Business of Thought Leadership with Nikki Ballou and Michael Palmer. For more information and to download the resources mentioned in this episode, please visit us at thebusinessofthoughtleadership.com. Thank you for listening. 